This week on Moon Talk, how Baltimore is getting shilled for straight up coin. And will Bittrex unlisting cryptos truly lead to a $10,000 BTC? This and more as we follow three, hold on a sec, four crypt dudes on their journey to the moon. This is Moon Talk. And the top 10 cryptocurrency market capitalizations, according to CoinMarketCap.com, on June 9th are Bitcoin at $7,620, Ethereum at $231.18, Ripple at $38.29, Litecoin at $113.52, Bitcoin Cash at $375.25, EOS at $6.10, Binance Coin at $30.64, Bitcoin SV at $184.31, Stellar Lumens at $11.95, and Cardano at $7.8206. Introducing our fourth crypt dude. First ever guest, Matt H. No, no hey guys, it's, it's Matt the Matt Matt the Maximalist. Yeah, Matt the Maximalist. Maximalist Matt. That's fine. The Matt Maximalist. It's whatever at this point. Yeah, sure. So why are you a Maximalist, Matt? Uh, oh gosh, that is that's a long that's a long uh, answer. It's an easy. It's a simple question. Long answer. Um, we can get into it. A little bit now, if you want, a little yeah, bit. A little, yeah. um, I think network effect is one reason. I think first mover advantage uh, plays a big part in uh, setting the stage. And um, you combine that with a few other more Austrian economics-based principles, um, such as uh, sound money and what hard money means and mm-hmm. what, what scarcity can mean and, and uh, what that means to humanity. And I think... We've wrestled with the concept of scarcity for for forever, and what that means, and it, it's hard to it's hard to understand what pure scarcity is. There's only a few things really, and uh, one is one is our time on this planet is scarce, but we don't know exactly how much we we have, and the other one's Bitcoin. <laughs> those are the yeah. two things those are the, for, two, the two scarcest things for like some of our some of our viewers like they, they use this as an educational podcast so that they can learn more about most of our viewers are and educated what, from this podcast. can you like just in like 10 words or less like explain maximalism like what, what so, that really is i think maximalism was a, was originally coined by vitalik actually uh of ethereum um because originally he was a, he was a Bitcoiner. He actually did you guys know that he like started Bitcoin Magazine? It was like a total shit show. No, he started it. Yeah, he did. Yeah, uh, then he sold it. It's a long story, but um, I think he he actually invented the term Bitcoin maximalist. It was meant to be an insult, mm. um, oh. actually, to the community. I remember when and the community kind of like jumped on it and was like, "Yeah, okay, that's fine. You can, you can call us maximalists if you want." And um, at that point, I wasn't a maximalist. Um, I think. I think uh, I was going through this phase of like, we're gonna have like a million coins, and they can like, it's gonna be like a million arcades, and and that's still possible. If anyone tells you they truly know what's going to happen with all of this, <laughs> oh geez, they don't. Yeah. No one has unless a they're clue. reading tarot Someone cards. will be right, right? Because we've heard we've heard a million we've heard a million opinions on this. Someone's gonna be right, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's it's a shot in the dark. I'm, I tend to think that this is a winner take all uh kind of a, that's the approach i take to this whole cryptocurrency thing but it's hard to say i mean literally we're watching uh, a currency for the first time ever possibly become a currency in real time which comes with volatility yeah. you know you look mm-hmm. at gold or something gold 
gold going from a collectible to a store of value to a medium of exchange to a unit of account and then back down that has to do with governments and it's a long story but a lot of a lot of that rise we're watching happen at a lot faster pace with something like bitcoin because of the internet because of the information age i think we're in a transition phase of all that in general but i think that uh volatility comes with that i think that there were doubts about gold over time you know it, it had to prove itself it went up and down it might have been on a longer time scale but I think mm. maybe logarithmically it looks similar to Bitcoin. Right, right. Um, so, so I was just talking with a, um, a journalism professor at the U of O, and we were talking about kind of the spring of right-wing um, you know, fascism all over the world. This guy is Indian, and uh, he, Bish is his name. Okay. And he... Um, yeah, India just had their election. They just put Modi back in power, and like yeah. every seventy percent of the country was like, "We want a right wing dictator." Essentially, uh-huh. yeah. So, so it I seems to be a, a global trend right now. Yeah. 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 Well, I was asking him, like, what, "What's your opinion on this?" And his answer was, "Over the past thirty years, we've seen the monetary structure on a on a micro level go from you as a person trying to you know pay off debts." Knowing your banker by first name, maybe your kids were, you know, in the same class and stuff like that. And that's the dude that approved your loan. And he would take bets on you as a human being. You know, Mm. you trust your character. Can I give you this loan? Do I think you'll pay it back? Yeah. And we've gone from that model to we have Bank of America now that's essentially its own country. And if the money, like if the math doesn't add up right, you're not getting that loan. I mean, anybody, we got, we got four crypt dudes in the room. Does anybody know the banker that's like helped them out by first name? Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. Serious question. Yeah, yeah. Like I, no, yeah, I, I sure don't. I sure. don't remember. I think I just saw something ever. this week, and I don't know if it was at Wells Fargo or if it was at um, Chase. But they, there's something now where you can't sue them. Have you also, have you seen this? <laughs> where it, you signed your right away. It's in, it's in their agreement. Yeah, their new agreements. If you invest with them, <laughs> oh my you god, can't sue them. I, your I, money is actually our money. <laughs> you can't enough. sue us. It's so funny how much more uh, I pay attention to to the stuff like in those contracts. Like any anything like user agreements for like an Apple update, and I'm like reading through it. My friend's like. What are you doing reading through this update? And I'm like, dude, you don't know. Do you understand yeah. your yeah. privacy rights? You probably are getting apathetic like the rest of the world, but it's like slowly we're. Just well, what are you supposed happen. to do? Are you just yeah, do you no? not accept them? Exactly. It's like it's forced upon you because there's only so many. Right. There's only well, you so many places to go. I mean, I mean, if you want to be on LinkedIn, you have to say yes. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so, what, do you, do you say I, yes? I want to be. I, I have not said yes to a couple updates. Uh, for my iPhone, I didn't update my iPhone for two years. I was oh, one of those guys. What, what part of the uh, <laughs> what, what happened? <laughs> yeah, uh, like, but then my phone broke, and I had to get a new phone. So I was like, "Well, time to go." What, what was it about but the contract that, eventually? What was it about the contract I, that was not cool? I don't remember. It was something. Uh, I think it had to do with location-based stuff. Was like, yeah, was the original. Stuff. I always felt weird it was about back it, during like, that time where that was becoming like a hot button. Yeah, yeah, show. totally. I gotta yeah. be hundred percent honest <laughs> with you guys. I have thrown in the towel on being like government doesn't need to know where i am or what i do because i um i got the sleep app that <laughs> because i got the no sleep i got a sleep app. app that listens to me via microphone i'm sure they have recordings of me on servers at everywhere, rest right? uh, yeah. at servers everywhere and by doing this by having them listen in on me i'm able to improve my sleep to track my sleep to like see like when i'm in a rem sleep when i'm not and like mm-hmm. rustling around and 
collectively, like, because I can track all of this stuff. I've actually improved my sleep over the past four months by giving up my, like, you know, right to my own privacy when I'm knocked out cold. <laughs> and my only thought is, like, dude, if I'm so paranoid that I can't have, like, a government agency listening in on me when I'm sleeping, I don't deserve anything good in life because what the f- actual <laughs> fuck do I care if someone's listening to me while I sleep? Like, what... What are they possibly going to do? Like, we're going to sneak in while he's in REM sleep and destroy him? Like, who cares? How would I even know? Well, look, dude. I mean, it's it's a slippery slope because I am somebody who currently has an Alexa, like an mm-hmm. Amazon Echo. Me too. Tom okay, great, great. So then you understand, like, sometimes I think the marketing gets so direct that it's oh, it's that's the problem. I think that, you know, I don't want I don't want marketing following me around that much. And so I think that there is there's a fine line. Yeah, if they know when you're sleeping. Helpful. Yeah, yeah. Know your sleep patterns. Yeah, you, you get you go back to the principle of the matter. I think. I mean, gosh. I mean, I'm definitely not off the grid. Like, they, <laughs> is that they, even a real they thing? They know my own carrots. They. <laughs> we're talking about they. Yeah, like mm-hmm. the, the deep four, state. The four four largest. Yeah, definitely I the mean, deep state. <laughs> it's it's we're starting to see the lines blur between like uh, a government making decisions and for companies making decisions yeah but and, it's and not little... the government it's comp- the amazon yeah. makes the decisions off of alexa yeah the united states government has zero say on i'm, I'm less worried the about the advertisement yeah i'm less worried yeah. about the government yeah. having my shit than i am than about corporations having my shit yeah exactly. they're the ones who are going to use the well, information that, exactly it's the corporations and it's it's these instances that we're seeing not many of yet um but they have they are there and they're they're not talked about much but like where the government is like trying to subpoena for some some information from a company and right now it's kind of like sometimes like apple will say no but sometimes another company will say yes and, and apple's recently come out i think within the past week or so yeah and said like we care about your privacy which i i, I thought and they had your pretty stands strong. for your computers yeah yeah <laughs> i saw that oh my god like 9.99 yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and they're gonna get it too oh my god, oh my god yeah they're not for me is it i've, I've seen the memes is it a, st- a stand it's just a stand it's the hunk of metal well i just it's saw like a tweet a, addressing these two things that it was like <laughs> the tweet was like Apple, why would they care about giving giving up your privacy when they can sell you a stand for a thousand dollars? Yeah. Oh, is it for like a laptop? You put your laptop in the stand. Yeah. yeah, it's like a monitor, like when a you know, not a okay. laptop, but a monitor thing. Like, imagine if this like but what why model would the monitor is that? Without a stand, what you have to get the stand separate? Yeah, nine hundred ninety nine dollars for a stand. Yeah, like to just hold it up. Just a stand. Just, just a stand. stand. Because so otherwise, ridiculous. you would buy the computer and it would just be a monitor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe <laughs> you could hang it on a wall. Do you know where the nine hundred ninety nine dollars would be better spent? Up. Bitcoin. Mm. Oh, yeah. there you go. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Oh, well, does yeah. that, does Apple have? Because we're, we're discussing LibraCoin with Facebook. Does Apple have its own cryptocurrency? I don't think so. Well, not that we know about yet. Yeah, yeah. they just yet. destroyed yeah. iTunes this week. That's, That's yeah. That's we wild. guys, we officially saw the beginning and end, and end of, of an empire yeah. of music. That iTunes was wild. is over, and I, I still have my gift card. You should have bought that Metallica music video when you had the chance. I know. I've been waiting on that. <laughs> Who let the dogs out? Music video for about. 12 years. You had some <laughs> iTunes coin that is now a bag you will forever hold, Phil. Yeah. I guess <laughs> That's iTunes. That's a good way to think about it. Yeah. It's almost like I... 
centralized <laughs> entity has decided yeah. that it, it doesn't almost, matter how much iTunes coin you have. Yeah. That's true. I've I've got way more money in altcoins that will never produce for me yeah. than I have in an there iTunes gift card. So and they know it. That's why they. That's why companies do gift cards. That's could you true. say that an iTunes gift card was the original cryptocurrency? You could oh. say that. Okay. I. I a gift card. Gift cards was in the original crypto, true, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but not, but not cryptographically. Redeemable secure. for store credit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I just wanted to bring up the fact that I, so I have been playing double Dutch with Bitcoin for the past maybe two months, and elaborate. Uh, I, yeah, go. at first I was, uh, if you remember last episode, I was waiting for an opportune time to jump in. Mm-hmm. And I yes. just want to just share my rookie mistake. <laughs> oh boy! <laughs> oh, I can't wait. Um, oh no! Here we go. So oh, no. <laughs> it's like 2017 all bum, over bum, again bum, 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 in my head. Oh, no. And I, um, so I was, I finally, you know, I finally had a, a decent amount of money to actually invest, and I was like, okay, <laughs> when am I going to get in? And I was like, it keeps going up, it keeps going up, it keeps going up. I gotta go. And so I want to say a week ago, I ended up going. I put, I put, um. I put a decent amount of money. I'm not going to say how much, but I, I put a decent amount of money on Bitcoin because I've been listening to you. $50,000. Oh, man. Was, no, Phil, don't do it because of me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't say it with oh, him. No. You can't ever blame it it's on It's all so maximalist much. Matt's fault. And I, <laughs> well, Julian will blame it on you. Well, the thing is, I, I realized that a, a lot of my hold was in altcoins, and I wanted to ma- more balance mm-hmm, my mm-hmm. Yeah. my portfolio. And so I was like, you know what? It's time to go in on Bitcoin and, and you know and commit to this thing. You know, right, right. like we've been dancing around for a while and put the mortgage like, in right. on it. I think it's put t- some skin on it. <laughs> Refi the house. It's time <laughs> I put a ring on it. Yeah, yeah put a ring on it, Phil. So <laughs> I, I uh, so I, I, I saw it at I saw it at seventy eight. I said, okay, um, I'm gonna, you know, we'll see if it drops back down to seventy six because seventy six was honestly my opportunity. Yeah, we're back time there to buy right now. <laughs> yeah, and look, look, <laughs> the irony. And um, okay, seventy eight, seventy nine. Okay, interesting. Eight thousand. Maybe I should get in. Um, and then there was one night, and so I didn't actually, the way it worked out as far as the money was I had to cash a check. And so when you cash a check with Chase, you don't actually get your money all at once. You have to wait a couple mm-hmm. days. And, um, and so I cashed the check and by the time the check was cleared, Bitcoin was at $8,400. Oh, Oh yeah, you lost your mind. Oh, I was like, well, oh, if I don't man. get in now, it's going to hit 10 and I am going. I'm not buying ten thousand dollar Bitcoin. I'm and just not doing. it. I think it. if it ever, not if it ever, when it hits ten again, it's it's gonna there's gonna be blow off again. I mean, oh, for, but that's the way it works. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it gets so emotional though yeah, when you're buying absolutely. in because you. I saw it at eighty four hundred. I said I have to go in. I and Dude. I went in and it was just like. It went to 84. It went to 86. Felt really great about it. I was like, "This was a good decision. It's already up. I'm already, I'm already earning." And then in the last what, like three or four days, I guess it came back down into the seven seven thousand range, and I'm just essentially like a Bitcoin surfer. I am a Bitcoin surfer, but I'm also wave down. (laughs) Well, that's when it's fun, you know. It's so remember fun. like the mania that was our apartment during like oh late 2017 God. when we were all that just was a dude, hell of a year. We were walking around was, in the finest of lint lint. We were like, dude, we were like sitting on the computer, the only, like the only, the only people I knew at the time that even knew what was going on was like Phil uh, through like the yeah, community, right? Yeah. And then, uh, and then some people I worked with. And so, like, we were at work, and we were just, like, having such a hard time concentrating. We are like, just, like, refresh. Like, why am I even here? Yeah. Why am I even at work right now? <laughs> yeah. It was oh, crazy. I, and, you know, I made a lot of money that year. Yeah. Like, we more, all did. Like, yeah. I, your wife is an actress. 
and and a good one. And we're all, you know, in the theater world. And like, <laughs> we were like, oh, my God, we're making so much more money crazy, than yeah. we could have imagined in the theater world. sitting down. <laughs> but that money was straight up just gambling money. Oh, man, like, we could have been it. doing scratch offs. And like, you know, I think there's more sense to it in the like, you know, larger macroeconomic scale. But at the same time, like on the, the level that we're doing it. at, I agree. I mean, I, when I came, I mean, when I came into this was just before the bull market some people say technically when it started i started reading about it heavily that summer of 2017 yeah. and then mm-hmm. and then i remember china banned it mm. in september and it went it like crashed uh, like down to 3200 or something right. and i was like this is interesting hmm and that was when i started to pay real close attention and that was when i started <laughs> see i i started to pay moves, yeah. like really uh, i started to get curious about it back when i was in college and the only reason, like, I'm stupid and not a millionaire is because I, when my, my grandma passed away when I was in college and I got a little chunk of inheritance and I sat on that for like five years and was like, huh, it'll be interesting to like put money into Bitcoin uh-huh. until 2016. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, and no, even 2015. Bitcoin was at $400 the first time I bought. Oh, and I didn't put, I didn't put <laughs> any of this inheritance money. I was just like, let's. <laughs> Let's put my toe in the water and see what happens. Sure. And then let me tell you, the 2016 election cycle, like every time Trump said something stupid, the dollar would tank and Bitcoin shot into the air. Yeah. And wow. like, I'll never forget the day Brexit happened. Okay. I made like $500 and I was like, okay, there's something to this because <laughs> it's it almost reacts inverse to the way that the just NASDAQ and yeah. It, it, yeah, it's, like it's fiat like almost, currency uh, works. It's like... Ne- was it negatively correlated asset kind of yeah. thing? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, like world stability v- versus Bitcoin. Well, I mean, when you think the about world stability dropping, it's, it's kind of a hedge on. A lot of people like to think about Bitcoin specifically as a hedge against global fiat. I mean, a hedge yeah. against a hedge against a global recession happening. Um, a place to store your wealth. It's kind of a Marxist idea when you really like. We could even do a whole show about I don't how know about it's that. like. Well, it's just putting the the mode of. Uh, the mode of ownership into the 99% as opposed to the 1% that owns the means of production. That's I mean, true. like, it, in theory. I think in it application, it's like, like Silicon a, Valley. A winner-take-all situation yeah, where true. if you're good at trading Bitcoin or cryptocurrency, what you're doing is learning how to, like, take other people's money. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right now... <laughs> Which is a very old practice. It. It yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's so I'm not speculative... Uh, it's just a new version of old stuff. Yeah, right now, it's, like, almost driven purely by speculation. Yeah. I think you're starting to see more people get on board because they're starting to see the store of wealth value. Mm-hmm. Um, and and store, of, store of value, uh, historically, for any money, comes after collectible phase, which Bitcoin went through back in, like, 2008 to... 13 or so it's starting you're starting to see the narrative around um there's still a lot of debate between mono you know medium of exchange and store of value but you're really starting to see store of value take hold and, and people are getting confident like wait why am i putting my money in this bank where it's earning like 0.04 percent a year mm-hmm. right. for not me for for my no and not and when i say earning 0.04 percent that's before you adjust for the two percent inflation at least in this country yeah mm-hmm. you know so you're okay. actually losing money yeah and you're starting to see news coming out with the imf of god all sorts of crazy ideas on you know trying to curb the uh debt outweighing wealth 
of the world, and that debt clock is uh, oh. getting scary. Yeah. Then mm. what happens? No. China. Then what happens some... is a great question. <laughs> China's <laughs> like, hey, remember that billion dollars you owe yeah. us? We want it right now. When there's more debt than wealth, they're almost there. They're projecting it like two and a half years out. Yeah, we're like right there. Is that why everybody's right? saying 2022 is the Bitcoin year? I I've heard 2020. Really? Well, there's the halving next year, which yeah. some people are. It's a debate whether it's being priced in. I've heard it's priced in, but I also, yeah. I mean, but there's so much that's not priced in because, I mean, just at this point, like you say, it's all speculation. We haven't priced in real, I mean, like financial people jumping no. in all the sideline money. I, I do. I do. It's a hot topic, right? Institutional investment. When is that going to come? And it's funny because there's this whole like retail versus institutional mentality and it. it's almost like a catch 22, like, like investors in the institutional world almost don't want to jump in while retail is because it's they they look at it as a sign of like working against the whole way they work. Mm. Yeah, I, I've talked yeah. with yeah. someone in the financial industry who like she's been in, she's working as like a loan officer in a bank for thirty five years. And I asked her, we were on a hike. I'm like, what's your take on like cryptocurrency and just the space? Yeah, and she, that's a great question. I, I do that too. She <laughs> her literal response is she's kinda like chuckled and she was like, Yeah, we deal with higher profile stuff than that. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's like when you do take the amount of like like if you added up all cryptocurrency money right here, put it in a little like bubble and then put it next to like, you know, IMF funds, like it really is a blip. It's it's a blip. There's there's like some uh, very Sorry, I'm not talking to the mic there. No, uh, there's some visual, some visualizations of like how tiny. Yeah, Bitcoin I've seen those. Right yeah. I mean, think about how much money one office building will make from renting out to every floor's companies. Yeah. Like, oh, you know, yeah. like Merrill Lynch Stone could be on one floor and they got to pay monthly into oh, yeah. that. Just one office building. Think about like San Francisco. Like, so, so. I don't want to segue too much into this, but like a little bit, just a real quick hey, side man, note. Your guest. Is, is, can you do that on this podcast? You, be our guest. So <laughs> literally, this is what can you do on the this? The reason podcast? I don't, the reason I don't want to segue too heavily in this because I don't know everything about it. Yeah. But when you talk about bitcoins, uh, proof of work, energy usage, mm. uh, I've heard a lot of things for it. I've heard a lot of things against it. I've done my own research. I've developed my own opinion. I recommend everyone develop their own opinion on this. Um, How democratic. But you look at you look at Merrill Lynch, and you look you you combine the energy usage of mm. of all the banks around the world, and all the things happening, all the avocados their oh employees have to eat. It is the, the energy usage is so much higher for the banking system, for the oh. global banking system, than Bitcoin. Bitcoin's a tiny piece of that. Like, Com- yeah, you don't but, need you don't need banks. But on open. a humanistic level. That supports a lot of people's livelihood. It does. Universal and basic I, income. <laughs> that's true, but you know, at some point, Susie's going to need new Doc Martens, and so you need to be able to support that. And we have a banking system. Like, I think the problem on that one is we got a lot of people. Yeah. Like, how many people go to school for finance degrees and then they go get a finance job out of college and they don't have much higher aspirations yeah. than working in a bank? It's good money it's a good living and you're not trying to like become the next warren buffett you're trying to have a family and all the stuff they told you when you were in preschool like but i think that's a huge infrastructure i think that's a problem that persists throughout time i think that there's all i think technology always breeds um a concern for jobs being eliminated and 
what inevitably happened is new jobs form out of a new mm-hmm. technology yeah, uh, that, that comes into existence. Um, it's like a natural cycle, and we're seeing another phase of it. Yeah, but I think it's different now because I think that the last time we went through a, a, a technological change, yeah. we created millions of jobs because we in, we entered a world in like which the we, industrial revolution. Yeah, we in, we mm-hmm. entered a world where we needed bodies. Yeah, in mm. our new in yeah. our new system, we don't need bodies. In our new right. system, Robots. things are done through algorithms or through automated you know labor. Yeah, and through things like that. I mean, for instance, if we were to replace the banking industry with bitcoin it's not like those people are going to adjust right you know i mean i think we're creating a we're creating a situation where people have to find new ways to uh you know create you know fulfillment or usefulness do you think that that. after the the advent of the megaphone there was like a huge backlash from like very loud people who had to be like town criers like this is an outrage probably my voice is loud enough I, I think that um, I think that humans strive to be creative, and I think um, creative jobs are always the ones that stick around. And I think technology has throughout time has always allowed us to become more creative than we were. Yeah. More creative opportunities open up. Open up. That doesn't mean everyone gets one. It, it's 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 unfortunately just the reality. You know, you got to face reality. As Tom Billy said, the the struggle is guaranteed. The success is not. Mm, it's yeah. true. And I think that creative jobs are innately competitive, you know? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Because you're competing for attention. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and I mean, look, here we go. And then crypto. And crypto is so funny because crypto, because it's so decentralized, it serves millions of different markets all at once. And so, for instance, you think about how things are shifting towards um, more you know, like decentralized work, right? Like, you know, creative jobs, uh, artisanal plus economy. <laughs> That's what artisanal Andrew plus. Yang calls it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and then you got stuff like basic attention tokens, right? You've uh-huh. got you got things that are literally um, tracking and monetizing attention. And, you know, as an artist, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, it, 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 you could say it's dystopian, but you could also say that it creates a situation for those new jobs that you're talking about to exist. Absolutely. Just like I, mon- Am- uh, not Amazon, but YouTube monetizes YouTube videos. Now we're in a world where, you know, in some decentral platform like DTube or Steemit or something like that, we kind of have a world in which everything that you post based on the activity or the value, yeah. it, it kind of increases in monetary value as well. I've yeah. been wanting to look into um, a few things about basic attention token, the way it works. I have. Do, do you guys have Brave Browser? Have yes, I have Brave Browser, and yeah, I've got a does. bunch of basic attention tokens. Okay, he, cool. he, we did a show on it last season, and he was our our journeyman into there. So I'm interested to see um, what happens with the fact that do you guys you guys know what Gab is, right? It's no, like what's that. Gab? Gab is like this. It's a like, uh, oh man, I'm gonna get this wrong. Um, I'm sure that there'll be some corrections on this. But I, <laughs> do corrections? Ah, <laughs> well, I'm oh, looking whatever. Aside for this, but. Uh, I think it's like a way, it's like a open, uh, it's for freedom of speech. It's a platform to enable freedom of speech. And they were getting shut down a lot because there were like all right groups getting on there. Oh, I'm sure. And, mm-hmm. and, and so like they lost all their funding. They couldn't get a payment processor to sign up with them. All these things. And they're like, what are we going to do? And, and um, though I, though I don't want to get political, but like, let's just say I agree. I agree with freedom of speech on a very, 
deep level. And although I don't agree with what everyone has to say out there, I You'll think defend the I'll defend right their it. right to say it. Aaron yes. Burton. And I think that maybe Gab is, is an outlet for that. The point being, sorry to get, to get back into it. What we need is racist token <laughs> and not racist token. <laughs> right, right. There you go. <laughs> is that they, uh, so the Brave browser, I think was open source. And then I think Gab took it and made their own version of it and implemented Bitcoin on top of it to like use it through Bitcoin. Like, it was just absorbed in a different version and then they they just are just gonna use bitcoin and then once the lightning network develops it'll just it's just a done deal and they can put it on top of whatever you want and and work through gab which is interesting right and and i don't know if anybody's ever been to dtube but i mean i think that uh, i don't haven't heard of that these web browsers so all these yeah what is that brave the brave browser is a browser Mm-hmm. Um, and what I like about the Brave browser is that it automatically blocks all of your, um, what is it, the ads? Oh, so it, it has really? like a built-in. It blocks ads. Not on, my favorite part about it is that it has onion routing, has Tor on it. So it's the you deep web. Yeah, you can use Tor on it. It's yeah. a little slower, I think. I, I was playing around with it, but you can use Tor if you want. So VPN's great, but then those VPNs, those private servers have your data still. Tor eliminates a lot of that. Yeah, it's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. But um, DTube is actually just a site. And um, it, uh, ha- how much do you know about Steemit? Well, we did Steemit a little bit. I, I never messed around on Steemit, but the concept of like you profit off of whether or not you're creating value to other Steemit users. It was like it's it was like like, like you Reddit. Could t- gold. You could write about whatever you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like, like Reddit cryptocurrency. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so DTube would be that for YouTube. Mm-hmm. And oh, for you. Oh, okay. yeah. And so, I mean, it sounds like a porn site, but um, the dick tube. <laughs> oh man! Wow, I didn't even. Why didn't I? Uh, He's the one who said porn. I should have seen that. Phil one. said porn. Yeah, no, well, yeah, you're right. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> and I, I can see D two being the platform of people who really like their freedom of speech. Let's just say, hmm. you know, like we. You can call those people racist, but you could also just say they're it people who really like to say Absolutely. things that are on edge. You Does know? it work through YouTube or is it its no, own? No, it's, it's their own, own platform with their own hosting. And yeah, everything. that would well, that's probably going to become really alt right really quickly because they just got kicked off of YouTube this week. So, oh, but you know that. what? Think Freedom about how that impacts. Like you know, th- there's kind of like a democratic approach to this because in a world which you know we don't have youtube we just have dtube and everybody as let's just say the nation of america is voting on which videos we say are more valuable so you know how that's does interesting racism and you know not even Actually, racism but point. just let's just say like edgy content mm-hmm. how does that fit into so that you, so, so you let it well, be you let it all be there let the people decide let, let the people like decide if people are voting like if if you have an alt-right population that goes to dtube dtube is going to be alt-right if you have yeah. uh like in this room two people knew about dtube like yeah you know, i guess we're the ones you know but we're the podcast telling everybody go to dtube and down click alt right because honestly I, I will get political i don't like those people i don't like <laughs> yeah. racism all sure. up in my grill like, no one likes no, racism for sure. not in this room <laughs> be nice I, be nice I, I, yeah it doesn't seem like that it's that hard of a concept well um, <laughs> apparently it is yeah i know but no i, I, think I mean that's you but cool you talk concept. to those people they don't even say they're racist i mean the, these well, people not. do not do not believe that they're racist but, but I, do I think they the interesting thing nice. is, is like is like maybe at first it goes one direction or the other, and this one we're saying the the direction it initially will go in maybe is all right. Yeah. But 
it's and unlike going to a, an alt right website where you're where you're choosing to go there and you know what you're gonna get. Something like DTube, it sounds like may the freedom the tides can turn or yeah you know anyone can adjust everything. It's mm-hmm. it's gonna be it's a free market. It's the other a, thing to know, consider and North is North Korea that can hack it. Yeah. You know, and a lot of people think about all of these things kind of unrelated to other things that are happening at the same time. And I think that, yeah, there's all right people for sure. And you know what? That's their niche. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whatever. But there are also trolls. And so, oh, ha- so there, <laughs> yeah, there, there, are. <laughs> there are people who just, they're kind of like the Joker. They just want to watch the world burn, you mm-hmm. know? And so how do we deal? And I think that more and more increasingly people who are young are trolls become millennials are trolls yeah you know people who are more nihilist or apathetic or whatever become trolls and so how do we navigate a world in which people are just trying to cause mayhem for the sake of causing mayhem oh man who knows (sighs) we're like i said at the beginning of this whole thing we're in a transitional phase yeah i think Mm -hmm. the information age is upon us but i don't i think generations later they're gonna have worked out a lot of issues that we're getting to watch be worked out in real time. Yeah. And in a way, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool to watch. Get it, we got a front seat for it. Yeah. Scientists you know? say yeah. we have officially entered the age of man. Oh, and they the adjusted it 150 years back. But we're officially in a place where humanity has altered the planet and the species in a way that's irreversible. Great. Cool. So, we get our own geological We're layer. gods. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. With it's just God is like one seven billionth of a meaning, so you know, a lot of sharing going on. It's a share economy, oh, absolutely. Yeah, in the shared, yeah. shared economy. I have something that I wrote down because sometimes I like to write things down to prepare. Uh, well, this is this is actually just jumped out. This jumped out at me because last week we did our, our tarot reading as we often do, and uh, we chose to look at a coin uh, known as Tron. Tron. Tron and uh, uh, we were <laughs> the tarot told us in via its conduit Andy that uh, Tron was gonna have a bright future, bright future and lots of prosperity. And uh, Nary several days later, um, Tron took a twenty eight percent bump. Which is pretty crazy, right? So if you're listening to this show, you should know that you need to like and subscribe, share, because we tell you the future. Because we tell you the future. This is not financial. This isn't financial. This is not financial advice. If you listen at the end, we do say that very fast. (laughs) Tron. (laughs) Tron, Tron, Tron. So Tron took this 28% bump, which is funny because you know who else is 28 Justin's son, the person who created Oh Tron, my god. Fucking 28 years old. Um and so what actually happened was this guy, this uh this Justin's <laughs> okay. son uh won uh, an auction lunch with uh Warren Buffett. <laughs> I almost said Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> oh, totally different experience. He's got, going to Florida. They got really drunk <laughs> and made, played yeah. with dogs. It was yeah. weird. Four point six million dollars almost, four point five seven million, something like that, to uh have this lunch with uh, Warren Buffett and he says he's going to bring so, uh, several of his crypto friends. Buffett's a very uh he's a, he's a known uh skeptic of the crypto game, so that's interesting. But I just think it's interesting that we we picked from a hat with chance um an idea that was Tron and then we read the tarot and the tarot told us 
what would happen. And it was also something that was somewhat based off of the chance of this auction. Every I mean, he paid a lot of money again. for it, but it just happened yeah. uh, soon after. So I think we should all pay attention because we have a very special, very special segment coming up, I think, right about now. And now it's time for... Coin. So, we have our wonderful bag of tricks. That we uh, we we've been working on randomizing uh, tarot because uh, it's it's not me that's saying anything; it's the universe talking to you. It might hit you psychologically. It might hit you literally in the face if you're just in some. Because I didn't make a lot of money with Trump, <laughs> but we have our guest Matt Bitcoin, and he this. is going to give us the pick. So Matt, so I want excited. you to uh, I want you to take a deep breath and just clear your intentions and ask your higher self or ask the universe. Okay. Uh, what what do you need to know about? And then reach in and grab that. So just fill yourself with intention. I'm filling it. My intention. I can feel it coming. I'm looking. I'm looking for a coin. I'm looking for a coin that when put against Bitcoin as a currency, it's going to pump to the moon. Is that right? Did I do that right? Against yeah. Bitcoin. Not against the US dollar. I want to see it go up in, in terms of Bitcoin. If I price it in Bitcoin. Here we go. Okay. Let's see. What does the universe have to say about this? Yeah, what does the universe say? I can't bring the pump. I can only bring what the universe has to say. And why don't you uh, read that out? It just says crypto sports. Crypto <laughs> sports. Crypto sports. And he's got that know. magic touch, baby. Damn. That right, so. is so interesting. So I cannot wait sports. for this. I can't wait for this. So, um, for reference, um, it, it is the midst of the NBA Finals. The uh, Golden State Warriors, led by Steph Curry's bitch ass. It's currently down 3-1. Praise God. <laughs> Praise our true Lord and Savior, LeBron James. Rip City, baby. Maybe Matt has uh, a dollar or a coin on the game. Who knows? Maybe I have like a couple Satoshis on it. A couple Satoshis. Got a whole penny on it. I price things in Satoshis now, which is interesting. Okay. <laughs> so universe, what does Matt need to know about his crypto sports? Ooh, that spread, baby. Inverted La Fuerza. Okay. Card is inverted. So I will read it in its upright phase. When it comes to crypto sports, we have the beast being tamed by Mother Nature. background, you see mountains, we are in the wild, there is a fire that lives somewhere inside of that industry, industry's booming, but mother nature isn't letting the beast go insane, nature, flow, people to people, 
is not letting that become a wild beast that's murderous. It's just a beast that exists. But this is inverted. So this means that while Mother Nature can tame, Mother Nature isn't necessarily having the bull by the balls to say. Maybe the bull has more auspice to be able to do whatever the fuck it wants. So, when it comes to crypto sports, it's the lion that's calling the shots, not the human. Now, in history, did every lion that ever chanced upon a human tear it to shreds? No. But, nature states that a lion has more power than a human. Crypto sports, in my estimation, has a lot more power over the people jumping into it than the people jumping into it have power over the lion. Now, on a micro level, you may be betting, maybe not, put some Satoshi into something like the NBA Finals, to a large betting pool. It can be in crypto, it can be in uh, fiat. But you putting that into that pot of craziness doesn't give you control over whatever you put into it. It instead gives it fire. Fire can ignite and give you warmth for a night. And fire can ignite and burn your house down. Yeah, be careful. Okay. So there's a it's 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 like you're dealing with power. You know, the great power comes great responsibility. It's you know, are you grabbing a garden hose? Or are you grabbing the business end of a fireman's hose? Because oh, one of them is going to give you a lot different. Your experience may vary. I think that's the way we can oh, look at like crypto sports. Is your experience may vary. Don't fuck with the lion. 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 <laughs> All right. Yeah. And that is your coin. So, you know, this Check week, um, Bitcoin got a shout out to the national stage by the Daily. Hmm. Um, Michael Barbaro. Barbaro. He w- made a whole story about Baltimore that centered around um, Bitcoin hacking and ultimately just using crypto as an extortion tool because of its anti-location, anti-anonymity properties. Uh, there was a huge hack a year ago, in the sum- about a summer this year, and it uh, knocked out a bunch of businesses and ransomed three hundred dollars in Bitcoin to turn a computer back on. Like that was the yeah, yeah, that was right. Right. Yeah, remember, remember that. that. Yeah. So that continued. Not that particular hack, but that mode of hacking continued into the Baltimore uh, civil internet network. And now, essentially, the infrastructure of the city built online is offline because it's being held for ransom right now, as we speak. And you can't pay a parking ticket. City employees can't be paid on, like, you know, we all get direct deposit. Their city does not have that. Their city's being held for ransom as we speak for cryptocurrency. How how much crypto is it? So the thing is, the people that are actually holding it um, 
is it's either an NSA secret or they're still trying to figure out the exact entity. But their speculation from <laughs> I'm an English teacher and it's hilarious because speculation from the English in the text, like, you know, the, the actual ransom note that they're like, it's probably North Korea just because the English is so <laughs> broken that huh. they're like demanding money in English, like give us $10,000 or we'll destroy your network. But it's like you give $10,000, destroy us your network. Mm. And so they're like, it's probably the North Koreans. But in this, you know, Michael Barbaro story, they're talking about how Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, Tor even, is just a gateway and almost like a, a catalyst to enable terrorist extortion. Yeah, it's always been linked to crime. People always. have always linked it to that because of privacy. But um... but because it works, too. Mm-hmm. Like, Bitcoin is good for whatever we use it for, but if we were going to extort somebody right now, we <laughs> could be like, give us unmarked bills or we could be like it was fucking bitcoin and meet meet us down by the bridge you know like yeah. that's or totally don't meet me by the bridge it, and just send me bitcoin <laughs> or just send me bitcoin. <laughs> well yeah straight to north korea yeah i mean when you think about it that's the bonnie and clyde like north korea just bonnie and clyde a whole fucking american city y'all maybe well we don't know that that bonnie and clyde. we don't know that it was north korea yeah we don't know okay it, it could have been someone for somebody to be. yeah it's North somebody. Korea. That's what I was Some thinking. dude in their basement yeah. from North Korea, too. You That's know. true. I or, mean, could be still bonding Russia. Oh, absolutely. Someone from Baltimore who didn't yeah. want to pay the parking ticket. They don't think ticket. it's Russia. <laughs> they actually, based on the language, they don't think that it's Russian. And, you know, I, I work with people who speak different broken English in different languages. And from the way that they transcribed it, I'm like, that's not how a Russian person would speak English poorly. That's more like how a Chinese person would speak English poorly. So that's how they that's how they're trying to like eliminate who it could and couldn't be. Well, can I just say that okay, what do you think what would you guys do in this situation? So I ordered a Ledger Nano S. And what I remember about a year and a half ago or so, like the ledgers were getting all like hacked and like people kind of yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? It was like they were scratching off the thing or whatever. Yeah, Yeah. and um, there's they've update they've made some updates. It was like tricking you into uh, it was like the UI that you saw or something wasn't the real one. So it tricked you into like putting your information somewhere uh, that was like a copy of what the wall what their what their wall looked like. I think it's how it worked or something like that. Well, so yeah. I ordered one like let's just say two weeks ago, and. Um, I was like very excited. I'm like, you know what? This is a very adult thing to do. We're gonna we're gonna put you know all of the big holds gonna onto get a the ledger. college tuition fund. You know yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Little Susie's college tuition. Bury it in the ground, <laughs> and uh, yeah, totally. next to all of your IRA weapons. And <laughs> and let me tell you, I have not gotten it yet. And here's why: Uh-oh. because the person, so DHL is the the carrier service that's mm-hmm. supposed to be delivering it to me, and. They said that they delivered it two weeks ago on Wednesday. Uh-oh. And they said they, and, you know, as far as the website goes, the tracking goes, it says, oh, it was signed for, it was delivered, it was signed by the manager, da 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 So I go to my manager and I say, hey, I'm here to pick up my package. And my manager says, oh, I don't remember signing for anything and we don't have a package for you. Oh, that's... Right. Th- this has happened balls. to people. Yeah. People are intercepting it. And so it, it hasn't. So it hasn't happened. And so then I'm like, okay, well, let me call the 
carrier service and I call them and they're like, oh, we're investigating this. And it turns out that the guy signed it himself. They say, oh, it looks the like carrier? they didn't. Yeah, it seems like the, the person who delivered it didn't uh, actually get a manager to sign it. They signed it themselves and said it was delivered. And, and I said, well, my pro. And, my, and I was like, well, it's, it's not here. And they're investigating. They're investigating. He was supposed to come back to my manager. In fact, this week he was supposed to come back to my manager and um, and verify that they had that interaction, I guess, and, and then report that back to DHL. The day that he was supposed to report it, he didn't. And then they called me oh. the next day again and said, we're still investigating this. So my question is, let's just say this thing turns up in my mail. You can't use it. Do you think I should just like you say... You should I, absolutely send it back and tell Ledger what happened. Yeah. Do yeah, not seriously. touch that thing. And I told DHL, I said, yeah. hey, like this is this particular item Ow. is one of those things where I can't... I, I, I need to be able to trust it. Yeah. And I don't want... I don't, I don't know. This seems really shady to me. It's really shady. You got to get, I mean, the worst is that you're out what you paid for the ledger. Yeah. 113. If you do that. But the alternate, if you try to use it, it could be bad. What country did you buy it from? Oh, I don't know. I went to the website. I just did it through the website. So so I bought one a year ago from France and it had to go. I checked to see if that was a normal occurrence. And there's two distributors, one from France and one from, I forget where the other place was, maybe China. And there was a third body that was selling them to people. Because I did my research. I had to buy it in euros. Yeah. And they were like, if you go through this third body, like you are getting hacked shit. Yeah, because also they, if you yeah. had one that all the things were pre-made, because you need twenty-four keys yep. to uh yep. like if you lose that card, you're fucked. Yes. Your Bitcoin are done. But or yeah. Me- or they, memorize all twenty-four words. Yeah, I did not. Make it's a been... poem. This is the poetry of the twenty first century. <laughs> if you can memorize all twenty-four words, if you That's can do true. that. You can leave the country with no ledger on you. Go buy a new one. And you know, the trick is to memorize. And put in your words, and you've got oh, your money back. The trick is to memorize We're a 24 word <laughs> sentence. <laughs> I know, like, we can... What? The trick is to memorize yes. a 24 word sentence. Yes. I listen to a podcast about like a memory uh, it tournament. Quick? It's like a memory conference yeah. where people go and compete. And the, is it the one where they talk about how they do the imagery? Yeah. Yeah. yeah Super crazy. Really do you know cool. how you say that in Ukrainian? Rakima. It's just like, just remembering. I think it's twenty. I think it's twelve. Just remember twelve things in order. It could be anything. It'd be like like my glasses, this belt, and you have to say his eyes or his glasses, that belt, and you know it's it's kind of like spelling. Like a game. Yeah, that's cool. Oh man, we grew up playing that shit like every day. All right, guys. So we're all gonna meet where in Singapore? Ten years. Singapore spot. This is like this is like apocalypse. Uh, yeah but that'll be the easiest place to get to in the apocalypse singapore Singapore, yeah just get a boat (laughs) go but they're also very crypto friendly if i remember correctly oh Oh, yeah they are there's a lot of don't you come on the street Singapore's a huge uh, tech scene right now right? yeah they're kind of like the new silicon valley right well i wanted to get back into this libra stuff because being a libra as i am um libra coin quite interesting to me uh but we're in the age of gemini right now Zucky, 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 Zucky boy, <laughs> Zucky boy, we got Zucky boy. Zucky boy is going to make his coin called Libra coin. He also wanted to go with the name Global Coin. Yeah, he did. Oh, you want to go with the name Global Coin because if, if he's not a real coin, human. Oh, man. <laughs> Can I you would've... imagine? So, but what, what was interesting <laughs> is it popped out to me because I saw the word Gemini pop up and associated with Libra. So my son's a Libra. My moon is Gemini. Mm. I was like, this is weird. And so, um. 
I uh, I, I was l- looking it up, and uh, so he Zuckerberg did a deal with Gemini, which is a um, a trading platform, and the trading platform. God damn it. Which is owned by the Winklevoss twins. Winklevoss twins. That yeah. was the word. The Winklevi. The Winklevi. Wait, so they're getting back into it? We, oh, well, they've, they've been in they've it. They've been in it since like 2013. Yeah. Dude, they've something. been running some serious ads in New York, like on taxis and stuff. But but yeah. this sounds like something where the Winklevoss and Zucks are commingling, whereas oh. the whole drama is that they hate each other. Right, so, exactly. So, th- so, so there's, there's, there's competing theories about whether they're in on it together or whether it was like this... There's like hilarious, funny stuff on Twitter right now about it, and like how uh, maybe Mark Zuckerberg is, was Satoshi and he invented <laughs> Bitcoin so that the Winklevoss would make this exchange, but then he'd make his own stable coin and like turn everybody or something. Like oh, wow. it's hilarious. Hundred thousand people, like just total. I mean, it, I think I think people like, are, are being funny. Right, it's like yeah, fan yeah, fiction, yeah. but it is that's it like is, the equivalent it is funny. of like. It was Batman the whole time. Oh my gosh! <laughs> but I did. A, I fucking did a little uh, Wikipedia rabbit hole on the Winklevoss twins. Oh that my god! Weird fucking guys. Because they were the ones that like Zuckerberg like stole Facebook from yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Played by Army Hammer. Yes, played by Army Hammer. Uh, Sixty-five million dollars out of that, and I just think it's funny that like now Zuckerberg's like, they're, they're, it seems like they're just chill. And is this just how like Harvard people work? Is it's like. <laughs> you want your money? Come and get it, asshole! And then he's like, oh, "I'll sue you." And they're like, "Go ahead!" And they're like, "Buddies," and just suing each other. That's and the then, games like, the rich people play, now. right? Yeah, no, really. exactly. Yeah. They're like, the well, "You know what the game is? You want your money? Come fucking get it!" Like, well, do you want like a hundred million or like two hundred fifty million? Yeah. Like, that's tell me, <laughs> what would I'm you rather? Have? Literally, look at Donald Trump. Donald Trump still looks at the world that way. He's just like uh, basically tariffs to him are just him suing countries. Yeah. Oh my God. Like, what, wait, twins what? Also came in sixth the in Art the Olympics. Olympics. Yeah. Oh what? Yeah, in yeah. rowing. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's oh, right. Men's they were doubles. rowing. That Boston sport. Men's Olympic pair. rowers. Me, not men's, men's doubles. I used to row. Also, I was a rower back in high school for one season. <laughs> but uh, I just thought it was interesting because they obviously call their company Gemini because they're twins, and it seems like they do everything together. Hey, Gemini's are cool. Yeah. You know, funny. Sure. Libra is actually my rising, and Gemini is my sun. So oh, we're, cool. no, we're kind opposites. Of, yeah, kind of shifted. Who I guess. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway, so What's I was just following that whole thing, and they, but they, they don't do the doubles where you have two. You each have two oars. They do the doubles where you take one side. Mm. Oh, That's okay. Fair. So you have one one or each, which I think is really like, like they're, really they're obviously like the perfect people to do that. Yeah. yeah. Because they're twins. Oh shit. Yeah. Crazy. Whoa. So yeah. I don't know. Do Six in the Olympics when... on top of like creating all these companies and they're like, you know. Yeah, they're, they're it's a pretty impressive resume they've put together for themselves yeah. there. Do you think when one of, of them is having sex, yeah. the other one's like high five? <laughs> Feels it. No, I think they're they're just doing it together. <laughs> every it's always <laughs> a double team. <laughs> Always a double team. I'm the left shoulder, you're oh, the right shoulder. Wow. That's how we do this. <laughs> um, do you guys think we'll see a ten thousand dollar Bitcoin? Oh, anytime soon. Anytime I heard soon. the end of June. We're gonna see ten thousand dollar Bitcoin. I, so. I mean, a great man. birthday present. That's one of those things. Yeah. Like you were saying earlier, if if it goes to ten, it's gonna drop. It just seems like it's almost arbitrary. I mean, it's not arbitrary in the sense that like if it hits ten, that's gonna mean something to people, and then they're gonna want to drop it. Right. But like. I don't know. I, I I think it could get there because it, it hit nine. There's no reason it couldn't just hit ten. I just don't know if it would mean anything. I have a question. I have a question hmm. to to okay. validate this line of thought. If Bitcoin reached ten in, on June twentieth, twenty nineteen, 
would you buy yourself something nice with that Bitcoin 10,000? With the Bitcoin you have, would you buy something nice with it? See, and that's my and that's part of my question too, because I'm thinking maybe Bitcoin hitting ten thousand dollars is. I mean, at this point, we're just trading, so that's just a good point to sell because you know it's it's going to retrace. So, like I was saying, I don't trade much. I I find that I'm bad at it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Jury says, oh, yeah, I, I huddle on, comrades. Huddle on, <laughs> yeah, as I'm, you I'm, should. That's, that's why, like that number. Like, if it got to 50000 I'd be like, maybe I can buy a house off of this. And this is worth selling out all, you know, my holdings well, to, to make something of it. But if it goes to 10 like, I've seen it at 18 and I have no plans of, like, you know, pulling out of my investment. Like, I'm, I'm long-term doing it, so... Yeah. Is property and, a better investment than Bitcoin? I think... Uh, here's the thing. Yes, because if you have property and then you can get on a rent schedule or a, a mortgage schedule... You're literally paying for your homestead, and that money's going into you. The second that you're doing that, you're creating something that will sustain your ability to go home and not be in the weather. That's it. If you don't have that, then you don't really have security. You're just working for somebody else's Bitcoin. That's that's it. That's why I think that... Uh, until Bitcoin, maybe Andrew Yang can change this, but until Bitcoin can give you a livelihood that's not you being on the street homeless, having a mortgage will be like having owning property will be a much better investment to have right now than having I agree. Bitcoin. I absolutely agree. And I, I would sell my Bitcoin to get to that point. Like if it if Bitcoin suddenly sparked to fifty thousand dollars, I would sell and get a property. Uh, so do you think that Bitcoin will go to $2,000 is my next question. Because oh. I also hear that Bitcoin, I've heard from you, I've, as a matter of fact. I've heard, I've heard triple digits from some people. Really? Yeah, I doubt it, but I have no idea. I mean, I've heard that for two so years. So I don't play market, yeah. So, I mean, Perma here's, here's the thing. Do we, do, we think that, <laughs> but, do we think it could slam like that? Um, I think it's volatile enough to go in either direction hard. Yeah. I think that... That's not good. I think that volatility is the nature of something becoming currency. Yeah. Think I think it'll... it's going to go up, it's going to go down, it's going to keep doing it. It's it could take 80 years, it could take 100 years. Like I mean, it could take a long time. There's no government enforcing it. It's not like it's not like when governments uh said, "Hey, now you're going to have this dollar that's mm-hmm. going to be worth this much gold." And then they took the gold away and said, eh, "This is a dollar is a dollar." And and, and right. that's how prices Remember when work. remember when we weren't alive? But there was a time when banks created the dollar. Do you do you know about this? Oh, so yeah. each bank had its own dollar. Really? Yeah. Like Disney dollar. And so yeah, and that was why. So basically, they that's why we ended up having to kind of like consolidate money to the Federal Reserve because every it at one point I think, in American uh, history, Hamilton was a lot to do with the central with the Federal Reserve and how it was set up. Yeah, that's, that's and it was modeled after the uh, Second Bank of or maybe the Bank of Eng- some Bank of England. Yeah. what it's modeled after. That's the equivalent of going on a train from Europe and having to know. The next language, like, oh, we don't speak Czech here, we speak German. Yeah. yeah. I gotta know German too, so I can get a sandwich. That's the literal equivalent of like, oh, I gotta have Disney coin too, so I can give money it's not to as Orlando, liquid. Florida. You're you're talking about illiquidity there when you've got all these different things you've got to change in and out instead of one that can encompass all of them. Which is why I, they needed centralization to begin with. Honestly though, that's yeah. my thing with cryptocurrency is the liquidity is 
shit. Yeah. You're just owning stakes in different companies, but you know, to actually like, like people theorize like, Oh, you could have like, you know, light, like the, your light appliance coin and water coin. You could pay your utilities using That's- like water coin. And it's like, yeah, except now I have to pay currency in every facet of my life, which I don't want. But I that's what auto go, pay I is for. To, but I go to Chase Bank so I don't have to have money everywhere else. I can just go to one centralized place. I can use my phone to pay for something. Like, make that like, easy for me. That, don't like, make it hard for me. Watercoin is, like, so expensive right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, I gotta wait till next month. No, which maybe it will in a drought. Water bill. I think but, it'll, I th- like I said, I think it's winner take most. I think that there's only going to be a few. Like, I mean, look at look at. I mean, I'm the Bitcoin maximalist here. Uh, right? Maximalist so, would say that. So yeah, right, right. So so let's talk <laughs> like let's talk about second layer solutions, uh, like the Lightning Network being built out and some other ones out there. Um, I think Bitcoin is uh, programmable money. I mean, you're going to be able to. You're not going to need a million of them because everything can be uh, free marketed through Bitcoin on second layer, on third layer, there's going to be functions on top of the, the lightning network, much to how credit cards function on top of your bank account, which functions on top of the central bank, which functions in terms of, you know, it's kind of like one of those Russian coupling dolls. Absolutely. Wow. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's this, um, this is a, I'm going to get nerdy on everybody. Star Trek, the 20, Ooh. the next generation, Picard has a thing where like, we don't, do money in the 24th century we've evolved to a more high sensibility where the the means of living wasn't just to accrue but more wealth it was to do something larger didn't than they yourself. do that because they invented uh um uh i don't know much about star trek but don't they have something that can create anything like it can create a new material what's it called uh someone synthesizer. listening knows this. Uh, ah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I know but i mean about. what if bitcoin is that's in in fictional reality, that's twenty four hundred. So it's four hundred years from now. Can Bitcoin be the catalyst to switch to that line of thinking? I think what the catalyst is is lack of anything that's scarce. You know, so so in Star Trek, they could turn any anything. They could make as much gold as they want. So everything gold is everything. Gold is useless. Why do oh, we valueless? Why do, it's yeah, valueless. It's valueless. Sorry, absolutely. It has uses. But gold becomes valueless because um, anyone can have anyone it. can have it. So yeah. when anything one can have anything, two chains become everyone's work in chains. terms of value. That's true. We can there we can is compress no of carbon into diamonds now. So yeah. right, and it, but I think that we're almost to the point, and I think is where universal basic income comes in to a certain extent too. Is that we've come to the point where there scarcity is like like just a problem of access at this point. I I, I feel like I am pretty. I don't really know the numbers of it, but I think that everyone on the planet could be fed if it was just routed properly. Oh yeah, there's you people know? making a dollar a day. Yeah, I forgot the number, but it's like some like forty percent, like some huge number making it less. So China's on the front line of, of, of that, the world population. With the, with the yeah. one belt, one road. Like the only thing lacking is infrastructure to deliver, and China's building infrastructure to deliver. And if we want, yeah. So I mean, if if you really do want to create a society where that is the truth, yeah, you have to get rid of scarcity, and that just means figuring out access to um, resources for everybody. And if we make the decision that everyone is entitled to, you know, at least basic resources. Um, so I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a, I think it's a, an ethical decision. 
You know, I saw something this week that was it was like a meme or something where it basically said if we were to split up all of the um, the incomes of a diff- of all the Americans, if we were just to like equal them out, so all of the different salaries that people make, not just not the wealth, not the wealth that's hidden or hoarded or but separated, the income. but the yeah the salaries of everybody, mm-hmm. and we just even them out, it would come to something like four hundred thousand dollars per American citizen. Wow. That's insane. Per year. Yeah, right. Because reasonable. we're not talking about like something <laughs> like that's crazy because Very you Marxist. go into a city where the cost of living is the highest. Yeah. If that number is not somewhere close to that or should be above it, really, that's that's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's fucking crazy. So that, I got to own your just, own property. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. And, you know, I, I'm going to say it here. I consider Bitcoin property. Like the way yeah. that the way that my money works right now, the way that I feel my money, because oftentimes people I like talk it. about like, yeah, the economy is good on paper, but how do you feel? Like, do you feel like you know taken care of, or do you feel like nervous about the next paycheck? And Bitcoin, I consider property because of the way I feel when I view it, when I spend it, when I save it. It is my property. I have no qualms yeah. admitting that. And the way that. My IRA was property when I had it nice and fat like a piggy. I saw, uh, it's not Decentraland, but another one of the virtual reality um, property management kind oh, of Oh, yeah, yeah. I've apps. heard about this. There's, yes. there's, there's one that right now where like the property values are increasing so fast. Oh, man, what is this? I'm going to have to look into it and, and maybe bring it up next week. But yeah. there's, a, there's a really good... Um, there's some really good stuff on what you're talking about because not just physical property, but just kind of like virtual properties. Crypto kitty is real thing. I mean, Crypto Kitty actually here is not doing as well. Do you have your Crypto Kitty still? I don't know. I don't even remember. I think that's somewhere because <laughs> I have. Uh, Crypto Kitty. It'll be a good like thing. $220,000. Yeah, I'm going to give that to my grandchild. You know, <laughs> here's your seventh birthday, Susie. Yeah. <laughs> fifty bucks. <laughs> but the point is that you can that you'll still have that kitty in yeah. fifty years to give to your grandchild. Yeah, and that'll be really exist. nice. It'll be really nice, and that'll probably be what they want. <laughs> it'll oh, wow. be the equivalent like of getting a vinyl yeah. like an antique <laughs> here's a tamagotchi matt thanks for coming on to the podcast yeah thanks for uh, it's thanks been for a great time hopefully get you back on here sometime yeah. good to have you um and uh remember you can follow us on instagram at moon talk podcast and contact us with any questions at moon talk podcast at gmail.com see you guys yeah.